Hi, I'm Andrea Marston. I'm a writer and comedian living in Toronto, Ontario during a global pandemic. And you might think, yeah, the isolation's probably getting you down, but guess what? I've been living alone most of my adult life, and for most of that time, I've been single. So I'm pretty good at being alone. I've traveled the world, moved across the country, built two amazing careers, well, pretty pretty good careers, alone. And I'm cool with that. Don't I sound so confident? Yeah, right. Guess what? I've ached with loneliness. I've cried over so many people. And it's taken me 38 years of questioning myself, people-pleasing, trying to fit in, desperately searching for lasting love and friendship to get to this place where I'm like, guess what? I'm cool being alone. (laughs) And after repeating a lot of toxic patterns, I realized I was going into relationships without really knowing myself. So at the age of 36, I went to therapy and started to do the work. And I really had no idea what the work was until I was alone in isolation during COVID. Reeling from another unrequited love, feeling disconnected from everyone. And I was just forced to sit with myself in this honest way. After a lifetime of just counting all the ways I didn't fit in, I started to see myself in a different way. I started to see my worth. It like took honesty to look at myself and my past and my present and daring to have faith rather than anxiety about my future. Finding compassion in myself when I was feeling low about myself and sitting still with my breath that I found the way to do this work, you know? Like the work that you have to do to get to know yourself and that's the reward. Because I found someone I love, someone I genuinely like spending time with, somebody who makes up songs and has little dance parties and makes herself laugh all day long. And being alone now does not feel lonely. It feels joyous. I want to see stories about how you are falling in love with yourself during isolation. I want to learn how you're developing love with yourself because I've seen enough romantic comedies to last me a lifetime. I want to learn how you're being happy alone. Welcome to the first podcast of Happy Alone, where uh, I've been stood up, which is actually very appropriate because this is a chance for me to exercise that I can still do things alone, that I can improvise, that when life happens, I'm still a-okay because I got my number one lady, me. Um, So usually this is the part where the guests would tell their opening story and how they're like getting to know themselves and how that's changing their art. But you already heard from me in that beginning part. So like, do you need to hear from me again? But... That being said, I have made seven questions that I call seven questions in heaven. It's going to be a cute segment. It's going to have like music like maybe like this. Ooh, very nice. Um, What great production, Andrew. Oh, thank you, Andrew. You're such a good host. Oh, thank you. And a great guest. Thank you. Love up on yourself like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so we have seven minutes, seven questions in heaven, which is based off seven minutes in heaven, which as a nerdy fat girl, I never participated in. I witnessed it a lot with all the other losers that were in the living room, not playing it. 
Um, okay, so here's seven questions in heaven with my beloved guest, Andrea Marston. Hi, Andrea. Hi. Okay. I don't know if this can be a whole bit like me talking to myself, but I'm just going to ask the questions and then answer them. So how much time a week do you spend alone? Okay. TBH. I don't live alone. I've spent a lot of time living alone, but right now I live with a roommate. She actually has a boyfriend and a job. She's still working even during this pandemic. So I spend quite a lot of time alone. And um, I also recently got a kitten in November 1st, so I'm never alone anymore, and I've created that situation for myself. I do spend a lot of time, like, doing my own thing, so I would say a lot of time. <gasps> Is my guest coming? Oh, my God. Huge moment. I'm just going to... Okay, so my guest might come, but just in case, I'm going to have this like awesome little treat of entering my best friend, me. So I answered question number one before. Here comes question number two. How much has the pandemic changed the way you spend time with yourself? It's changed how I spend time with myself dramatically. I used to be super busy. I used to be out of the house first thing in the morning, often office usually. And then I'd work all day, I'd come home, shove some dinner in my mouth, and then I would go to shows or teaching, and I'd be back late at night. And I'd spend all my time outside, like alone, like from one thing to the other, doing my own thing. But um, yeah, now I just spend literally my time alone doing nothing. And it's changed how I spent my time alone. So um yeah, I, I, how it's changed it is like, so now I have more time to do things that I was like always meaning to do when I was busy. So like, this is a small little thing, but like face care, like taking care of my face, moisturizing, toning, um, having a skincare routine, uh, meditating, uh, working out. I, I never did those things because I was just always on the go. Um, so it's kind of made me slow down and actually like focus on how I'm taking care of myself. So I guess that's the biggest way. Um, what's the hardest part about being alone? Um, I miss people, of course. Like I miss, I as much as I like, I'm cool with being alone and stuff like that. I really do miss people. I miss um, being surrounded by laughter is probably like the number one thing I miss right now because that's my passion is making people laugh. So like when you're doing these online shows now that I do through Bad Dog Theater, which I totally love, I happen to like just, I don't know, it's just like making myself laugh. Maybe you make it somebody else break over a Zoom screen and you can hear the people in the comments kind of like responding, but it's not the same as being surrounded by laughter. Being surrounded by laughter is mm, yum yum. Chef's kisses. It's so good. Um... Great answer, Andrea. Thank you so much. I also like, I guess I miss human touch. I was not a hugger before this happened, and now I'm going to hug the shit out of people, and it's going to be uncomfortable. I'll ask for consent because that's important. But yeah, I'm not much of, wasn't much of a hugger, but now I would, I'd love to hug people. That'd be great. I also like to like have some sex, maybe. So hopefully that's in my future sometime before I die. Okay. That was a bit dark. So let's get to the best part about being alone. Um, I think the best part about being alone for me is 
freedom, independence, the choice. I like grew up in a house with a lot of people with a lot of opinions and it was all just like loud and busy. And now what I really love about being alone is I can like, I can eat what I want, what I want to eat. I can like go out whenever I want to go out. I can listen to what music I want to listen to super loud or be in complete silence. I love that independence. I love that freedom. I love to know what my choices are without being affected by somebody else in the room around me. Like what do I want comes out really so much when I'm alone. And that's my favorite part of being being alone. Um, what have you discovered about yourself during isolation? Um, I've discovered my cycles. I know as a woman, like, you know, we have cycles. So, um, yeah, I've discovered, oh, why is everything just like aggravating? Why do I hate everyone? Why when I go on the internet is like, I just want to just throw things at people digitally. I think that's when I'm about to get my period and then yeah then there's my period and I just cry I'm super depressed and it's like the worst super hard um and then after my period I feel like good I feel like ready to go I feel like driven and creative and I think this is yeah so I'm getting to know like my cycle and like when I'm going to be like up and down and that kind of like helps me not judge myself so much in moments when I'm reacting a certain way. And I love that. That's kind of what I've learned about myself during isolation. What's a typical day by myself look like? Okay, so lately I have been off contract from work. I'm going to be starting a new contract, so my days are going to look differently. But here's what it's looked like for the last little while. Um, I am a night owl, so I'm usually waking up pretty late because I went to bed pretty late. So I'm waking up, I would say... 10, 11 o'clock, pretty late. Sometimes even later, depending how the sleep went, because I'm also not a great sleeper. So I wake up pretty late. Um, I drink water as soon as I get up and then I shower as soon as I get up. And now like, those are things I actually think about. Before I'd be like, oh my God, I gotta get up and get ready and like get to the thing. And now I'm like, do these things when you wake up, Andrea. And I'm like super grown up and like awesome now. So I don't know, I'm thriving in COVID times. Not thriving, I'm just here existing, figuring stuff out as you should too, because you have time with yourself. Um, so yeah, then I wake up, I don't, I don't eat in the morning, which I don't know. Some people say that's intermittent fasting. Some people say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I don't know what to do, but I don't feel like eating in the morning. So I usually eat by like late afternoon, to be honest. And then I usually make myself some kind of like egg concoction. Sometimes it's a success, sometimes it's a failure. Either way, I'm having scrambled eggs or an omelet, depending on how that all went. And then, yeah, and then I like go on my computer, I do some work, I look for like, do I need to update my website? Does anybody need a resume written? Like kind of looking for ways to make money while there's very like little workflow coming in. And then sometimes at night I'm teaching improv classes or I'm doing Zoom shows in class, or I have nothing to do. And those are like weird nights for me, honestly, cause I was so busy before. So um, on my nights off, I've been like watching shows. I think I've watched everything. Like everybody's joking about how they finish Netflix. I think I'm there and yeah trying to like learn new things I'm doodling a lot I'm trying to crochet I don't know I'm trying to like not give myself too much downtime because I know when I give myself too much downtime 
I don't know, idle hands. You know, I know people should sit and be still with their breath and their feelings and everything, but I'm like, I'm a Virgo. I need to be busy. So, yeah, and then I stay up way too late and usually fall asleep while watching TikToks on, on my phone in bed. TikToks have changed my life, honestly, during all of this. So, um, yeah, so that's what a typical day by myself looks like. And now the final question. How does being alone help you connect with others? So, yeah, I kind of mentioned this in my opening monologue, but um, being alone has changed how I am with others. I think I'm more patient with others because like, I don't know, I always grew impatient with others because I think I just had a lot of dependence on them and their reaction and what they thought of me. And now I'm like, okay, well, if this doesn't go well or this does go well, like I still got like me and I'm going to be fine. Whereas I used to be a little bit more fragile about that. So like now I just feel like um, having a home base, like I also thought it, I would find my home base in another person or a group of friends or my family. My family is like my second home base. If there can be two home bases, I'm talking about home bases like baseball. Like I know something about sports, but I honestly don't. But like, um, yeah, my home home base is like me now. And I, I think that's pretty cool and something that's developed over the years while I like lived my life, you know, like I just became like, oh, you're, I'm constantly anxious. I'm a really anxious person. I always think everything's going to go wrong. I think worst case scenarios a lot of the time. But um, I am also have now like a track record that like I know how to take care of myself and I'll be okay. And so that's kind of nice. So that's been seven questions in heaven with me, myself, and I. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I was going to end the podcast there, but then I thought, like, that's not the time I'd take with an actual guest. I'd take much longer. I'd take time getting to know them. I'd honor their time as a guest on my show. And I didn't do that with myself. And that is what this podcast is about. It's about honoring time with yourself. So I'm going to honor myself like I was a guest on this show that was supposed to be here at this time and place. And I'm going to do this thing that I like really wanted to do with a guy when I was deep into making Pinterest wedding boards, secret Pinterest wedding boards that do still exist, but I have not added to in years because it's sad now. It's sad. <laughs> I feel I feel sad doing it. So, um, yeah, this is I wanted to go on a date with the love of my life. And we were going to ask each other these 36 questions that lead to love. That was in the New York Times by Daniel Jones. And I'm going to ask those questions to myself because like I kind of am. I feel like I'm falling in love with myself. And that sounds that that has like it could sound vain, but I don't care because <laughs> I've spent enough time hating myself. So I'm going to love up on myself by asking myself these 36 questions. If you can listen through this whole thing, I'm going to give you a prize and I'll tell you what it is at the end of all the questions. Great. Okay, so here is question number one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? This is so easy for me. It would be... Oprah, Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler. Um, probably others, but I don't trust myself to cook for more people than that. Secondly, do I trust myself to even cook for Oprah, Tina Fey, and um, 
and Amy Poehler? No, I'd probably get it catered, but that's who my dinner guest would be. Um, would you like to be famous in what way? Listen, I'm in my bedroom talking to myself and I'm trying to make a podcast. Of course, yeah, of course I want to be famous. Look at me. I'm thirsty as all of you who are doing this kind of stuff too. So yeah, I'd like to be famous for storytelling. <laughs> Cute. Or just like being just fabulous. Great. <laughs> Question number three. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? No. I'm known as an improviser. I don't rehearse anything. I'm very off the cuff. It's so dangerous. I didn't plan even this segment. I didn't plan any of this. This is improv, baby. Um, what would you constitute as a perfect day for you? Okay, this is nice. I like this. Okay, like a perfect day by myself because this is what this podcast is about. It's about being by myself. So I wake up late. I kind of did this earlier. I'm living kind of my perfect life, but pretend we can go outside and do nice things. Okay, so I wake up late because I hate mornings. Um, and then I like go out. Yeah, I go out to a restaurant. Imagine the luxury. And I'm not wearing a mask because COVID is done or this is before COVID time. It's a nice time. And I order... Um, Probably something with a little bit of vegetables, a little bit of bread, and like good bread. I'm talking sourdough, rye, or a croissant situation. And like eggs and like, um, veg yeah, just like a nice brunch dish. A mimosa, because I love mimosa, because I love a little booze as soon as... Day drinking? What a luxury. I don't even drink that much, but that's luxury. So I want to be, this is my luxurious, perfect day. Oh, okay. And then what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Okay. I have my brunch. I have, and then I go for a, I get coffee while I'm walking around the city because I love walking around the city, probably near the water. And yeah, I go into some old bookstores because I love the smell of old books. I'm a nerd. Oh, this is not, <laughs> it's not cool, is it? Um, I probably go to the museum or like the aquarium. I'm just reminiscing about the old days. I'd go to some vintage shops. I'd buy myself some cute little treats. Ooh, I'd like to buy some like um, groceries from a certain neighborhood and like come back and cook a recipe. And then like, I'm, I'm really simple. And then like, yeah, cook a nice recipe for myself. Maybe have some weed and wine cause you got to live. And then yeah, watch Saturday Night Live. Maybe go for a walk, watch a late night comedy show in one of the venues that are all open and existing. Um, hang out with some friends, smoke some joints, come back, cuddle my cat, go to bed, perfect day. I don't ask for much. I do not ask for much, okay? I'm a simple woman. Okay, great. When did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? I sing constantly. I'm probably gonna, I'm surprised I'm not singing right now. Oh, there. I did it. I love singing. I do some YouTube karaoke. If you're going to love me and live with me, I gotta know. Okay. And to someone else, I sang a thing that I recorded my voice for my grandpa's celebration of life, but I like, didn't really, I didn't like want to be like, this is me, but it was, it was good. I loved it. It was a little Frank Sinatra. Okay, great. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? As someone who was 30, didn't love my mind. It wasn't the peak time of my mind. I think I'm growing into the peak time of my mind. And I can think, so I'd love a body of a 30-year-old. Not that my body was great at 30, but 
It's probably a lot better than it's going to be a 90. Woof, right? Life. Yuck. Okay. Next question. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Okay. My friends hated it when I say this. And now it's going to be recorded and like so epic. I think I'm going to be murdered. I just watch a lot of murder shows. And I think that's part of the reason I'm probably single is I think I'm just, everybody's going to murder me. Is that the weird thing? Yeah. Is that narcissistic? Maybe. I don't know what narcissism really is. Maybe it's talking to yourself on a podcast, but I don't care. Okay. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Well, we're the same person. So that really, that sums it up. I don't need to say three. Me, myself, I. Three things. There we go. For what in your life do you feel most grateful for? I feel most grateful for my family because honestly, they feel like a safety net. They are the place I can be most my most self with, besides by myself, recording in front of a microphone, by myself in a bedroom. I'm really grateful for like my cats. I'm just really grateful for like the living beings that have stuck around through the tornado shitstorm that is my life. Because, like, if you're hanging on still now, you are great. Um, if you're listening to this, I love you. I love you. Um, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? I don't think I'd really change anything about the way I raised because, I'm like, it made me me and I'm awesome and you love me and I love me and this is what this is all about. But I would love for us to have a little bit more money because we were poor. We were poor and my dad and mom worked so much and I just wish we could all like just enjoy life together a little bit more rather than always worrying about money. Okay, take four minutes, four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Do we have to do this one? Because like you've lived the life, I've lived the life. People are going to learn a lot about you through this whole thing. Let's... Take a pause on question 11. I still love you, though. Great. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Okay, I don't know if this is cheating answer, but I want that limitless pill from the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper. I want to have, like, all capacity of my whole entire brain that I'm so smart and I make all the best decisions ever. And then people are like, she's undeniable. Give her all the money and love. blah 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 That's, yeah. That's what I would want. I don't know if that's answering that question. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I want to know it all. I read tarot. I wish I knew it was happening so I could make a strategic plan. I am a Virgo. So, like, I, I wish I knew everything. Um, is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Yeah, I've dreamed of writing and producing my own sitcom and I haven't done it for a wide variety of reasons, mostly self-doubt, I guess. But here's the first step to making many creative things. Yum, yum, yum. Um, can you imagine me having a conversation with myself just now and saying yum, yum, yum? Cool. Uh, is there, um, okay, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Okay, okay, okay. This is going to sound crazy, but if anybody who really knows me is listening, they will understand it is moving to Toronto. Um, I've been wanting to move to Toronto from the time I was 16, and I didn't do it until I was 33. But 
the fact that I'm here, the fact that I went after my dreams of doing Second City, something I dreamed about since I was a literal, bullied, sad teenager, I did it. I, I understudied the main stage. I was part of the Bob Curry program. I do improv. I teach improv. So, like, I'm, that's my greatest accomplishment is, like, making it here. Woo, woo, go, Andrea. What do you value most in a friendship? honesty and communication and kindness those are three things i think those are i love those things those are things that great friendships involve and if they don't have those three things question that connection okay what's your most treasured memory oh, i have so many I have so many. Okay, I have this tattoo on my arm. I have, okay, I have two tattoos. And this will be tied to my memories. One is says, yes, and. And it's when I got into the conservatory program at Second City. And uh, the improv conservatory program at Second City. And I was really happy because I was like, this is this is my life's dream. And so I got yes, and because I'm an improv nerd. And I love yes, and. The other one is an Eiffel Tower that I got years before while visiting Toronto. Yeah. An Eiffel Tower tattoo while visiting Toronto because it reminded me of an important moment in my life and I always wanted to get a tattoo. So the memory to the Eiffel Tower is that I'd just been through a really bad time in my life and then I got laid off from my job on top of that and I took the money and I went traveling alone in Europe and I finally visited the Eiffel Tower somewhere I was like obsessed about my whole apartment like Eiffel Tower I was one of those basic bees and I saw it and I was just like it felt like I overcame something in my life and I cried and so it's just a very cherished memory of mine is that what you wanted from me questionnaire okay what is your most terrible memory oh yeah okay um as much as I love Paris I hate Las Vegas because like a bad thing happened to me there I recorded a whole podcast about it on a podcast called boys 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 Find my episode, listen to it. I don't want to talk about it. I talk about it too much. I'm over it. Just Las Vegas sucks. It's a sucky place where bad things happen to you. Um, if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are living now? Why? Yeah, definitely. I'd probably quit doing all this because like, what's the point? You're going to die in a year? I'd write a book, but I'd like go to the ocean and go somewhere beautiful and warm and take my family. I don't know how to afford all this. I don't think you get money just because you're dying. Um, but then I'd write a book because I want to leave like a legacy behind and I'd, I'd spend as much time with my family as I could and I quit doing all the other shit I do. So that's that. Yeah, what does friendship mean to you? A lot of friendship questions. Um, friendship means to me um, support, understanding, like having a team. Um, yeah, being loving to one another um, and compassionate and giving space for someone to exist as they are. Ugh. Yum. I love friendship. Uh, what do you love? What do love and affection? What roles do love and affection play in your life? Whew. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a heavy question. Um, I don't know. Cause like it's, it's been pandemic year. We're almost a year in this and they're like, I talk to everybody a lot. Like I have a really group, good group of friends that I stay in contact with and I have a roommate and my cat 
and my family, but I feel like affection, especially, there hasn't been much lately. So it's playing uh, not much of a role, but I would love to get affection soon. Um, alternate, alternate sharing something you consider positive characteristics of your partner. Share a total of five items. Okay, I was like hiccuping grossly through that. Um, so I have to, I'm just going to say five nice things about myself because I guess that's what that's asking here if I was on a date with myself. So um, I'm really resourceful. Uh, I think it's because I grew up poor. I can just like, I, I can make my way in life. I can feed myself and make money and take care of myself. I'm resourceful. I'm adaptable. Like I can go with the flow pretty well. I, um, I'm fun. I like can I can make a situation fun. I'm a fun captain. Um, I love learning. I like have a very curious mind, and I love learning new things. And I never think I know it all because I know there's more to learn. Um, I have a cute little face. My face is a. I have a cute face. Check me out on Instagram for all the cute face selfies of how much I love my face. I just think I have a just an adorable face. Okay. Um, I think that's five things. I hope it is because that's all I'm comfortable doing right now. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most people's? Okay, my family is almost too close, I'd say. We're very close. I talk to my family a million times a day on FaceTime and stuff like, like my immediate family. I'm like very close to them. We, um, yeah, we love each other. <laughs> we have we support each other we're like a great team and I think my childhood was pretty happy like with them as soon as I left the house the bullies attacked my fat little butt but uh yeah in my family it was great nice lovely time lovely time there's troubles I'm just not gonna go into it this is not therapy okay how do you feel about your relationship with your mother <laughs> this is therapy um I, it's changed a lot. There were some rough patches in my younger years, but I think it's like really strong now. She's like my number one supporter. I think she's great. I try to like spoil her because I know she like took care of me all her life. So I try to like give her little prezzies now and then. I think we have a good relationship now. Not always the case, but this is where we landed. Make three true statements. We statements, for instance, we are both in this room. Okay. We are recording a podcast, podcast. We are having trouble with our words. And we are a little bit thirsty for attention and water. Cool. Complete the sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share adventures with. I just want an adventure buddy. And like we could do sexy things once in a while, but mostly I just like want to try new foods and... I don't know, like, go on cool walks and stuff with people. I just want an adventure buddy, an experience buddy. Great. That's what I want. Um, if you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. Um, you should know that I've had a bit of hard time with friendship in the past. I've got some trauma built into some 
um, bad relationships and friendships. So it takes me a little while to open up. Like here I am talking to you like I know you and I love you because I do because it's me. But um, if this was another person, um, I'd be... I'd be a bit more hesitant probably because I'm I'm a little guarded. She's a little bit guarded. Okay, see, I told you, I sing to myself like way too much. This podcast is going to be three hours long. Okay, where are we on these questions? Um, tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest. This time saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met. Honestly, I just said a bunch of things I like about myself, but I could keep going, I guess. Um, I have tiny little baby hands. Like, I don't have knuckles. I have dimples, and I have tiny little baby hands, and I think they're cute. Um, I'm really good at SEO content writing. Like, I know what keywords to write to get people to visit your website. Hire me. Go to popgoesmedia.com. I like to give gifts to people that I love and make sure they're like personalized to like their lives. Um, so I think that's enough. That's three, but I feel like I did a bunch before. Okay. Uh, this state's still going well, right? You're having a nice time. Yes, I am. Okay, great. Uh, share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Oh my goodness. There's so many. There's so many I've told over and over again. I'm going to tell an oldie but a goodie. So we were on a school trip. I was living in Winnipeg at the time, but we were in Banff, Alberta, and it was luxurious. So it was like grade seven. My crush was there. I got to like be away from my parents on this big trip. It was a huge moment. And I finally got a solo in the in the choir that we were there traveling with it was like a choir trip and I got a solo I'd been waiting forever to get a solo and I get my solo um my crush is there sitting in the audience because he's a part of the jazz band as uh, of course he is I love a jazz man and so I'm singing we uh, my shirt is like a button-up and I've never been a button-up girl. I'm a little meatball of a woman with a big bust and a big tummy. And, like, no button-up was ever going to last at that point. So it's a button-up, a green suede vest. And, yeah, this little thing. So my I, – and I was also wearing an underwear bra, which I, like, never wear ever since this moment. You will hear why. And then I go up, I sing my solo, and I'm in my solo. I'm, like, giving her. I'm, like, not, like, worried about my shirt or anything. And then my underwear for my bra pops up, and it, like, pops open my button – open, like, my button shirt open. And my crush on my chubby little stupid little body, and then I cried – the whole time, it was horrifying. I ruined my solo. It ruined the whole trip for me because I spiraled. My little my little self spiraled after that. So that's that embarrassing and tragic memory. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? In front of another person, um, my grandpa just passed away. So probably on a camera in front of my family as we slowly watched him die yikes sad by yourself oh probably this morning i probably watched something that made me cry or something made me cry i'm a big crier tell your partner something that you'd you like about them all right jeez louise i'm gonna get a huge head because of this but honestly 
I like talking to you, Andrew, because clearly we chatting. Okay. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Oh, like so many things. Don't joke about rape, assholes. Stay off that subject. And many more. I'll give you a list. Go to my website. I'll give you a list. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? I'm pretty communicative with who I need to communicate with. There's some haters that I'd like to like tell them to like, <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to be a better person than that. So nothing. I think I just wanted to tell my parents I love them one more time, but like, that's natural, right? Like you can't say that enough. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely go get one more item. Oh, it's my computer for sure. My whole friggin' life lives on this computer. So it's my computer. Yeah, for sure. We're so close to being over. Okay. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find the most disturbing? Why? Oh my God. She's Louise. Uh, my parents? Because I literally can't even. No, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back on how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Okay, well. <laughs> I have, I don't know what to do with this one. And this is the last question. So a personal problem I'm sharing with myself is, um, I don't know how to comfortably rely on other people, I guess. I feel um, tense and anxious relying on other people. And you have to rely on other people for a lot of things in life. For instance, this podcast. <laughs> no burn on my guest who couldn't show up. Life happens. Um, I totally get it. But yeah, relying on other people is something that is a problem for me. I'm working on it through therapy. I'm working on it by trying to enjoy my time by myself more. And yeah, I guess that's my problem and what I'll be working through forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so that's 36 questions. I think I'm in love with myself. I'm very cocky because I've said so many nice things about myself and I'm so honest with myself and I'm going to put this out into the universe, right? This will be out in the universe, of course, yeah. Um, so thank you so much for listening to me babble to myself for 40 minutes, just about 40 minutes. I'm Andrea Marston, and I hope that this week you are happy alone. <laughs>